Welcome back to Radio Solo 100, powered by the Get Lost Podcast. Radio Solo 100 brings you Inside Expedition Solo 100, a groundbreaking test of human endurance combined with cutting-edge physiological and climate research from polar explorer Mark Wood as he sets off alone into the Arctic. I'm your host, Joe Sills, a freelance journalist for outlets around the globe. Today, we're going to talk to Mark about something very special, flags. You know flags. They've been going on expeditions since time immemorial, but today, the role of flags in expeditions is a little bit different. They're not out to claim land. Instead, they're out to help humanity. Mark, how's it going? It's going very well, Joe. Thank you again for having me on. And I'm surrounded by the warmth of my own country at the moment in England, and I'm not on the ice, so that's uh, that's to come. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you while you're still over there, because I know when you actually get on the ice, our calls will be a lot different. Um, they're just going to have a totally different vibe, and uh, we're not going to be able to dig as deep into different topics just because of the limited amount of time that you have out on the ice. For sure, yeah, yeah. So, um, like you say, today we were going to touch on flags, and really, I mean, it was a combined idea between you and I to talk about this because usually, especially with the British Empire, um, going to a country and and saying, "Have you got a flag?" No, we haven't. Well, we've got one. Uh, you know, it's kind of the uh, putting the British flag all around the world yeah. was uh, pa- past history. So you you're right in your opening statement of like you know, flags mean. A very different thing nowadays and uh, and I'm, I'm taking some flags with me so um yeah would you say that it's there's a different purpose now than um even 150 years ago where people would go and they sort of stamp their flag on a piece of land and say this is mine yeah i mean it's it's not uh, there is obviously there's a territorial sort of attitude still at the moment you can see that with russia and ukraine and other countries and stuff like that of picking their own territories you know uh, human beings um came up with the concept of countries <laughs> you know so really there's no divide anywhere but um, yeah. you know you kind of get it without getting too um you know delving too much in the past but you know nowadays i think especially for myself i i like to represent organizations highlight countries that are doing incredible things or are being affected by climate change sure um you know organizations that i'm proud to represent that that sort of um are moving forward with the times of exploration and science um so yeah that's and to take too many flags as well is a is you know kind of dilutes the whole meaning of what you're doing yeah, right. And so, so, so yeah. 100, you only have two flags uh, that you're carrying with you. And I think they're, they're both pretty special. But let's talk about the one that's more localized, the Nunavut uh, flag from the Inuit community there. Uh, why that flag in particular? 2003, I went to Resolute Bay uh, in that region. Um, and was tremendously scared about going out there because it was minus temperatures. I hadn't operated in the area before. And then over the last 20 years, I've I've worked out that for 10 of those years or 10 seasons, I've actually been out to Resolute. So for me, with the people that I know there, it's almost a second home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen in my very short period of time out there of 20 years, 
I've seen deterioration of the ice, uh, the changing of seasons, uh, the migration periods changing, the hunting changing, um, the restrictions that we get as explorers to head out onto the Arctic Ocean. Um, and, and really for our world, it's, it's about the rescue teams who can't actually are refusing to go on ice to, to pick us up on the Arctic Ocean. So, you know, part of this expedition is about highlighting the fact that, you know, the, the days, the pioneering days of going from land to the North geographic pole may be over. Um, due to the thinning of the ice. So can, can you I've elaborate real... a little more on that, Mark? Because it seems to be not only about the way of life that's changing up there for people that are from the area, but also you said rescue teams don't even want to go out to pick people up anymore. Yeah, I mean, you've got two things there. You've got the, the Inuit um, communities that are being affected uh, of hunting and, and uh, seasonal changes, etc., as farmers are in certain countries, their crops are being affected. Mm. Um, so it's the same with hunting and that, that there. But then the other side is the selfish side of exploration. Um, but you can add in, you know, the non-selfish stuff of science and, and documentation and that. And that is being affected. So um, in terms of long-range polar expeditions from a coastal area, uh, generally, it was either from Russia or from the Canadian high Arctic, right. sometimes from Greenland. Um, and teams would set off on skis, pulling sledges and head towards the geographic North Pole. Um, you know, the days of Peary, uh, you know, Ranfines and all these guys who set off Borgausland and other great sort of names headed towards the pole um, from land. And I think the last one was... Um, done by an American guy um, probably about eight years, 10 years ago now uh, from the coast. So I think Eric Larson's team um, headed down. He stated at the time, this could be the last expedition to the North Pole. I you feel you know, he was you correct. Can, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I think he's correct. Um, I think that um, it doesn't mean to say you can't walk on the ice and make your way through. You know, you could actually go on the ice and do that. Mm -hmm. However, if something goes wrong between us, between that 500 miles of ice to the North Pole and back again, you've got to get picked up. Um, it's unpredictable ice. So to commit two planes to, to that, to pick you up, is foolhardy nowadays. It's, you know, you've got pilots who've got families and, and really, why are you doing it? So I think those days are over and... Uh, I, I've tried to set up this expedition from the North Pole or to the North Pole. And in the end, I thought what was important, and that was the science, the, the science, the understanding of, of what I've just said, you know, elaborating on what I've just said over 100 days and right. letting everybody else know what it's like. So the Nunavut sort of region is so important to me on many, many different levels and really has changed my life. Uh, since 2003 um, so it gave me that it gave me a real uh, I always wanted to have a um, a specialist subject <laughs> that I could talk about and expand on and you know and that's what I, I kind of delved into and and that's the region that's the people the area the, the everything that goes towards it so I feel a real responsibility to carry their flag 
um, not waving it, but just carry it in the sense that, you know, this is their land, this is their ice. These are the people that live here. They're in- remarkable people who live, if you like, on the edge of the edge of the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't, mm-hmm. if there's any flat earthers out there, I don't mean that literally, but you know, um, <laughs> yeah. a few not, people getting excited then. Not the actual edge. There's no waterfall. It's not the edge. actual edge. Well, they say, I, I've heard that they say um, that Resolute Bay is not the end of the earth, but you can see it from there. Yeah. And it kind, kind of gives you a real sense of the isolation. And some people have written quite, you know, not not really nice things about it, saying it's, a, you know, a hellhole to go to. I didn't see that. I, I saw a beautiful community, a remarkable place, and an opportunity to explore um, around there. And, and that's what the whole my whole 20 years has now been drilled into this one expedition. So that's feel, why I'm carrying the flag. You feel like it's also an area that's sort of your adopted home. Um, yeah. Adopted home. If you like, you know, there's backstories there of, you know, my mom dying 20 years ago and the Inuit guy coming onto the ice and telling me to phone home. And, you know, my mom was ill in hospital and there's a lady an Inuit lady called Mavis who who got me the flights home. So she did a real, and I got to see my mom before she passed. So, you know, my affiliate, my, my friendship with her is amazing. Mm-hmm. Her son was two years old at the time and now he's 22. His name's Devon and Devon is actually my operator out there. He's helping me with ground logistics and pickups and stuff like that. So there is a family affair there, which is quite nice. And how does his mom feel about that? She's super proud. So he's, his name is Devon because he was named after Devon Island, which is the next island across from Resolute, um, where Sir John Franklin's graves are. And a couple of years ago, we went out as a team and snowmobiled over to the Franklin's graves. And it was the first time that Devon had been there. So I was so proud to sort of like this small boy, two years old, 20 years later, he's with me going across to a place where he was named after. And his mom was super proud of that, you know, um, took a photograph of him there. And, you know, they, the thing is, the Inuit guys there, they love and they love their region. They're very proud of who they are, super proud. They're proud of their traditions. They teach their traditions to the young people coming through in schools. Um, and the point, one of the points of the expedition is saying that these traditions may go away or will go away in the very short future because the ice is deteriorating, uh, bears are drifting back from the Arctic Ocean onto land and around these surrounding areas. So there's a real danger there as well. So it is a disappearing land, you know, so... Um, so to, to, I mean, who am I to shed a light on people's lives? But there is, but I see an opportunity to do that, and that's why I carry a flag because it's kind of, it's their flag. It's not my flag, but I. But it's like saying thank you for letting me operate in your country. Well, and there's another significance here as well that you, you're really not carrying the British flag. It's it's the Nunavut flag that you're. Um, the none of it flag that you're carrying and along with another one that that is um, blue and white and red which I want to talk about in a second and that's the Explorers Club 
Um, you've got a flag expedition now uh, sponsored by the Explorers Club. They, there's a big approval process <laughs> that it takes to get a flag because they only relinquish these to what they deem as the most um, influential or um, significant expeditions each year. How does it feel to be awarded an Explorers Club flag? And what do you think about carrying it with you on Solo 100? Um, I got introduced to the Explorers Club probably about eight years ago by a friend of mine, a Norwegian friend of mine who ran the Norwegian chapter. And they got me into the club. Um, It's a bit of a... It's hard to get in. You've got to be proven that you can do expeditions and things like that. And then when I joined the Norwegian chapter, it was incredible because, you know, you're one of, you're one of two uh, British people in a, in a, a chapter full of great Norwegian skiers and explorers. Mm-hmm. And then I was asked to chair the Great Britain and Ireland chapter and spent six years doing that with my good friend, Rory Golden. Um, I've stepped back from all of that now. So, but I've still remain as the Sporos Club. When I joined, I thought, is this a boys club? Is this like a old school hunting boys club? Right. And I think it used to be when it mm-hmm. first started, it, it was an end of an era like 1904 that it used to be like that. Mm-hmm. But what I like about it and why I remain a part of it, there are controversies, but what I, why I remain part of it is because they're moving into the modern era or, or have moved in. So it's not just about what we understand of equality and stuff like that. Sure. But for me, it's it's more about the understanding of the planet's worth, uh, all life is precious, uh, the need to document um, and showcase in an honest way. Um, so it's using modern technologies to explore in a new era of, of uh, pioneers, if you like, um, the, the new industrial revolution is here and it's in the form of climate change. So we're now, you know, utilizing explorer skills to, to showcase all of this. So that's why I'm really proud of, of, um, of the fact that they, they sent me an email and said, look, you know, it's been accepted. You have to present this to them, your expedition, your reasons why, any sure. science to do with it, et cetera. Um, and I must say, you know, the flags have gone to the moon. They've gone to uh, the summit of Everest, the first ascent of Everest, um, North South Poles and the deepest oceans, et cetera, and loads of other great expeditions around the world. So to add that to the list, I mean, I haven't done this yet, by the way, but we are free. We are saying that it's going on. You know, I haven't finished the expedition, you know, started. Yeah, knock on wood. But it, it, yeah, it's it's, but it's kind of... I, I need things in my head out there knowing that there's true worth to this expedition. If it was just an ego boost of doing the fastest round trip in the Arctic or whatever it might be, it doesn't work for me. I'd fail on the first day. But it, but if I know there's great science, if I know I'm doing it for highlighting the Nunavut people, um, then, it, then it really drives me on. And I'm not just saying this for the podcast, Joe. You know, I mean this, you know me very well. Um, So it, you know, I'm really proud of this expedition to carry those two flags is immense. I will say though, I I need to make two points that you've brought up so far. One is that why I I haven't carried the British flag. Um, I'm proud of my country, 
Um, and I think being proud of your flag and your culture and your country and it, and things like that is important no matter where you live around the planet because mm-hmm. it shows a different identity and gives a, a flavor and a color to life. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get that. Um, but to take too many flags, as I said at the start, would dilute the meaning behind the expedition mm-hmm. of exploration and exposure of a beautiful um, land I'm traveling through. And the second point I want to make is the reason of the flag that I'm taking. Go on. But it's called a sledge flag. So it's a very small flag, and it's representing the Great Britain and Ireland chapter of the Explorers Club. So my good friend Rory, who's now chair, who's dived to the Titanic on many, many occasions and a, a brilliant sort of representative of, of um, sort of ocean cleanup, if you like, ocean awareness. Yeah. Um, uh, we, we're great friends, and he asked me if I could carry the, a sledge flag, which is a very small flag on my on my attached to my sledge and i said yeah i'll do that with honor so i'll bring that back to him so i think that's pretty special because when you talk about the explorers club um people should know that yes there is sort of this um colonial era uh, mansion in manhattan that's their headquarters and it's six or seven stories of just the coolest trinkets you can imagine from around the globe but the chapters now are all around the world and they're a little different, but the Great Britain and Ireland chapter, which you really brought up from the grave, is one of the most forward chapters. It's one of the most inclusive chapters. And when you go to a meeting there, it really is not a boys club. It's really diverse. There's people from all backgrounds, genders, um, disciplines of science. It's really, really cool. And in my book, uh, it's definitely one of the most special chapters that exists right now. Oh, that's super kind of you. And hopefully, um, you know, Rory will listen to that. And we did work hard at it, but, we, you know, we had a passion behind it as well. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's about why why should we have explorers in this modern era? Mm, you know, yeah. everything's been explored, as people say. What should? Why are we looking beyond the stars? We should look at planet Earth. I, I agree with that, but we can do both. You know, I think, as I mentioned before, um explorers were discovering new lands across new horizons back in the day of the pioneers but with climate change changing the surface of the planet the seasons and everything that's attached to that we we are stepping back into the the unknown i don't want to be melodramatic about this but we are stepping back into the unknown and this expedition is a pure example of this it's an old old school style expedition um, collating science and and using new school technologies of the podcast that we're on there. Yeah, it's just one example, um, but there's a lot of technology as we've delved into in other episodes uh, that showcases what the modern age can do for these places that uh, have sort of been trod by explorers of old, um, but they didn't have what we have at our disposal. So Mark, uh, thank you for insight into the flags. Um, so we've got the None of It flag, the Explorers Club flag, and the Great Britain and Ireland chapter flag just for the sledge. Uh, next, the next edition of Radio Solo 100, we want to talk to you about Guinness World Records. <laughs> <laughs>